I was born in Southeast Michigan and lived in three different locations in that area over the course of my childhood. As an adult, I moved over and settled in Southeast Pennsylvania. During all that time, I was part of different groups of acquaintances and friends. I engaged in different jobs and efforts with different groups of people. But that's not the only kind of changes I've been through. I've spent time in particular ways of thinking, feeling, and viewing life, and then moved on to new ways. Swedenborg witnessed that those interchanges, changes in the way we think and feel, are reflecting an actual journey that we're walking in the spiritual world, even while we're on Earth. There's no denying that earthly life, or the life that you and I and everybody else are in right now, involves physical changes, changes in outer location and circumstances. But when you think about it, it's mostly a journey of the mind, right? Yeah, I guess so. We live in one point of view for a while, then we shift to another point of view as we learn new things, we gain new experiences, and so on. Which can have more meaning than even the outer changes. And some of those shifts in viewpoint follow the normal progression of you're little, you grow bigger, you get new ideas, you grow older, and this sort of natural changing of perspective that comes from that. Yeah, point of view certainly is affected by the development of the brain, as well as by these different external earthly experiences that come our way. But... Swedenborg reports that there's more to those changes than just the physical mm. brain structure and the physical world incidents. There are spiritual forces at work there too. It's amazing to hear stories of people who had had very strong and embedded beliefs and then later made a complete turnaround believing something completely different. Yeah, and a couple of uh, stories that we found, recent examples of this in the media were Derek Black who was raised in the white nationalist movement, and then Megan Phelps Roper, who was raised in the Westboro Baptist Church. And so both of these people initially accepted these very strong beliefs uh, mm. that were reinforced by the people living around them. Yeah, but then each of them went through this drastic mental change, shifting to a very different viewpoint in their early adulthood. Yeah. And for that matter, we all think and feel differently in later life than we did in earlier life, even if the changes are not as drastic and obvious as these examples. And Swedenborg witnessed that those kinds of mental changes are not only about having different ideas than they used to have, but also about very real connections to unseen people that we are in company with. Yeah, so it's a wild concept, but Swedenborg reports that mm. we are in our minds in constant connection with people in mm. the afterlife. So of course, on this show, we're gonna dig right into that. But before we do, we've gotta define some key terms. And for that, we have this handy instructional video. Swedenborg learned that everyone in the spiritual world started out as a person on earth. After physical death, every person goes to a place in the afterlife that matches their state of mind. Swedenborg uses the word angels to mean people who live in heaven and the word devils, or satans, to mean people who live in hell. He uses the word spirits to mean people in the afterlife who are not yet in heaven or in hell, but are still going through the process of sorting out what they care about the most. Some are on a good path, and some are on a bad one. They live temporarily in an in-between world called the world of spirits. 
And if you want to know more about why our minds need to have this constant contact with people in the spiritual world, you could check out our show called The Angels and Evil Spirits with us. But for now, let's dive into the kinds of mental company that we keep and why and how that changes. Just as we're always in some physical place during our life journey on Earth, at the same time, we're also in some place in the spiritual world, and that's according to our heart and mind are. So we're gonna follow the journey of an imaginary person we'll call Jane. First of all, though Jane is living on Earth among earthly people, she's also part of an unseen community. Swedenborg describes this. To clarify this, I shall tell something unknown. Heaven is divided into countless communities. So is hell, opposite it. And the mind of every person is actually living in a community that suits his or her desire and therefore his or her intellect. That's talking about you and me too. What the person wants to do and think about is like what the people there do. If our mind is in some community in heaven, we will and think like the angels there. If it's in some community in hell, we will and think like the spirits there. So back to our friend Jane. Not only is she living in a particular community on earth, she's also living in a particular community in the spiritual world at the same time. And that's a community of people who resonate with the way she thinks and feels. Now Jane happens to be someone whose deeper mind is in a good place. When push comes to shove, she'll consider the needs of other people as well as her own. So in her deepest self, she's connected with a community of angels. But just because she has that connection on a deep level doesn't mean she's always in tune with deep angelic thoughts and feelings. Other spiritual company is involved in her life too, like spirits who are good, but not as pure and deep as the angels. And what if Jane's in a bad mood? or she's stuck in a false view of what's going on. At that point, Jane is connecting with negative spirits. We each have both a higher self and a lower ego. Our consciousness fluctuates between positivity and negativity, even if our deeper priorities are in a good place. So there's spiritual company involved in every state of mind that Jane gets into, but most of it during her earthly life will not be permanent company. When negative connections get made or stirred up, it doesn't mean that those connections are gonna be ones that she'll have forever. During our earthly life, our minds are connected with all kinds of people in the afterlife. Some positive people, some negative people, but as time goes by, we don't stay in one spiritual community or with one group of spirits. We travel. We can talk about our life story or our life journey in a figurative way, as we did already in a previous show, but our spiritual body is literally traveling and spending time with different spiritual communities. So this is happening to Jane too. Going back to Marriage Love 530. As long as we live in the world, we migrate from one society to another according to changes in the feelings of our will and the resulting thoughts in our minds. Over the course of her earthly life, Jane has physical people that she hangs out with temporarily. She's got coworkers, friends, romantic partners, acquaintances, relatives, and these are significant in her life for a while and they have a definite impact on her and who she is, but then she moves on and the same thing happens to her in her spirit. So not every spirit that Jane is hanging out with in any given moment is her permanent kindred spirit. She has temporary associations there too that help her grow and develop. Looking at a passage from Secrets of Heaven that explains, There are good spirits, spirits of a middling sort, and bad spirits linked to us while we are being reborn. 
so that we can be introduced by them into genuine goodness and truth through the agency of angels from the Lord. However, they are the type of spirits, or of spirit communities, who harmonize only in the short term with the person being reborn. When they have performed their function, they are separated. Jane's spiritual companions change as she changes, as she gets further along in her spiritual growth. But how does that happen? As we've said in shows like How to Travel in the Afterlife and Is the Law of Attraction Real, there's a basic principle of spiritual conditions that draws people's spirits together or pushes them apart. Yeah, and it's really kind of like magnetic forces. When these two magnets are aligned in the same way, it's like people who think and feel similarly about things, and so they're drawn together. Boink. But if these magnets are aligned opposite to each other, then it's like people who are dissimilar, and they repel each other. They're like, get me out of there. <laughs> so like those magnets, when we're going through earthly life, we're a mixture of different spiritual elements. We've got the lower ego stuff with a negative charge, and then the higher ego stuff. Like all of us, Jane is connected to negative spiritual communities through lower ego thoughts and feelings, and to positive communities through positive higher level thoughts and feelings. When she's indulging in and enjoying thoughts, feelings, or activities, whether positive or negative, that strengthens bonds with the corresponding communities. When she's resisting thoughts, feelings, or activities, that weakens the connections. It's complicated because while Jane is changing, the spiritual people that she associates with will be going through their own processes and changes. So just like Jane is going to cross paths with a lot of physical people in the world that she knows and in her life, they're on their own journeys. She's also going to cross paths with spiritual people who are on their own journeys. Mm -hmm. And they're going to be connected with her for a while, but then part ways. Yeah, and for Jane's temporary spiritual connections, there are different ways that the groups disconnect from her. And that's actually according to their own spiritual trajectories, too. Ready for an instructional video about this? Of course I am. Good spirits are fully established on a path towards heaven. Middling spirits are still sorting out their goals and fluctuate between higher and lower thoughts and feelings. Bad spirits are fully established on a path toward hell. Jane has deep, angelic, kindred spirits that she will settle down with eventually. But as she's making decisions about who she wants to be, she'll have temporary spiritual company. Good spirits are connected to Jane's earthly aura, but they are on their own journey. When it's time for them to detach and progress to a higher level, they don't resist. They completely trust in the Lord's guidance. They know that whatever happens next, and wherever they are being led, things will go well for them. The middling kind of spirits do not leave so easily. Instead, their attachment to Jane's aura fluctuates. They may feel attracted to the earthly and sensual pleasures that they can feel through her aura, but they are also drawn to higher kinds of pleasure bliss and purpose. Over time, they go back and forth until her earthly aura doesn't feel pleasant to them anymore. Then they choose to withdraw from it. Bad spirits are attached to Jane's lower ego thoughts and feelings. If Jane enjoys indulging in negativity, they'll be fed by her aura. But if the thoughts and feelings they stir up help Jane to realize what a mess they cause, then she will get more and more clear 
about what she wants to banish from her life. As she recognizes and resists negative impulses, goodness and truth gain strength in her aura, and the bad spirits are more and more uncomfortable there. Finally, they detach in order to feel relief. That is how spirits are separated from us when we are being reborn. So it is how the state of goodness and truth changes in us. Like connects with like is the spiritual condition that our minds live in. So in spirit, we actually can't hang out with someone who has really different thoughts and feelings. Yeah. Right? So it makes me think that one reason it's important to start living here on Earth is because of how differently this, these physical conditions work, right? Yeah, on Earth, we can interact with people who think very differently than we do. <laughs> and so earthly life is this arena where people can introduce new thoughts and spiritual connections to each other. We start out with certain assumptions and mental connections based on our personal heredity, the environment we grew up in, and the experiences we've had. Yeah. But divine providence can work it so that we encounter someone or lots of people who will offer us totally new perspective. And this is going back to the stories of Derek Black and Megan Phelps Roper, mm -hmm. because very gradually their extreme assumptions were challenged by people who thought differently from them that were in yeah. their lives. And they both said that these people kindly but persistently <laughs> offered this different point of view. So, as Derek and Megan are listening, they allowed these new ideas to slowly replace old ones. They would have been forging, you know, connections with different spiritual yeah. communities than they had been with before. And we could think about this in Jane's story, too. Jane and this person can share ideas and offer each other more options to consider. Then each can choose to let go of certain ideas and feelings and pursue others. This aspect of earthly life gives all of us a chance to think beyond the loops of thought in our own heads, which is the same thing as thinking beyond whatever spiritual community we're currently connected to. For instance, we might totally believe some negative false premise about life mm -hmm. or about some other person or about ourselves. Yep. And I find that talking to someone and getting their perspective can get us a totally different take on that. Yeah even if we don't accept that new idea right away, it does provide an alternative and so loosen the hold of a false idea and then the spirits that would be connected to that. Yeah, and every new idea stays somewhere in our mind and works to widen our options of what to choose, either right at the time or much later in life and then even in the afterlife because our journey doesn't stop at the end of earthly life. During her earthly life, Jane goes through a lot of changes. She's on an inner journey of trying out different spiritual connections and discovering what spiritual company she resonates with. She's beginning a journey toward her spiritual home and community. When the time comes for Jane to cross over into the afterlife, her journey can continue with much more clarity. While actually making the transition that we call death, Jane is in the company of the highest angels. We talked about this transition in our show, how angels take care of us when we die. These angels connect to Jane's deepest levels, but she can't stay consciously with them until she's done some more processing. First, she has to get in touch with where her mind and heart had gotten to by the end of her earthly life. Swedenborg describes how this process goes. Souls recently arrived from the world eventually leave the company of spiritual angels to mix with spirits and finally reach the community they inhabited while alive in their bodies. 
when the time comes for this, angels take them around to a number of residential areas, which are separate communities, though interconnected. In some places, the newcomers are welcomed. In others, they're sent on. This continues for some time until they reach the community they resided in while they lived in their bodies, and there they stay. From that moment, their lives start afresh. In the world of spirits, in between heaven and hell, Jane starts out in a state of mind very much like she had been in on earth. She can see and talk to anyone she had known on earth. As she progresses, as she goes deeper into who she really is, she'll stay with people that she had a deeper connection with and part ways with people that she had a more surface connection with. This is no different than relationships on earth. Some relationships stay steady through the years, others come and then go. In the afterlife, any attractions or partings are willing and mutual. Swedenborg saw that those who are new in the afterlife spend time with people to feel out what their connection with them is like. They also spend time in different spiritual communities to see if they resonate with that whole group or not. If not, they move on to try a different community. Spending time in various groups affects what thoughts and feelings are stirred up in a person so they can be seen and dealt with. When spirits are removed from one community and relegated to another, then the state of their thoughts and feelings changes. So their stance regarding truth and goodness changes. If they are sent to communities they are not in tune with, they dislike it, and the unpleasantness of it puts them under pressure. As a result, they detach and move on to communities that they are in tune with. That is why the evil cannot mingle and loiter in communities of the good, and the good cannot do so in communities of the evil. It is why all spirits and angels are divided into groups according to their feelings, which are part of love. Every feeling belonging to love contains many different aspects, but one aspect is dominant. So we can each go to many different communities, but we will still strive toward the one exhibiting our dominant desire, and that is where we end up. We followed Jane to the World of Spirits community that she relates to the best, depending upon where she had gotten to in her spiritual development so far. But that's not the end of her journey. In the afterlife, we continue to change and develop. Our general direction toward heaven or hell will have been set by means of what we enjoyed the most deeply while on earth. We'll have decided on a general path toward selfishness and greed or toward love of God and love of others. But someone traveling in the general direction of heavenly love will still have a lot of learning and evolving to do. Jane's journey of self-discovery toward her heart's final home continues. So once Jane arrives among the spiritual people that she was already hanging out with while on earth, she can continue to evolve toward her deeper goals. Seeing her current spiritual companions can actually help her recognize stuff within her she still has to work on in order to be ready for heaven. And she can also be helping her companions or those other spirits on their own journeys in the same way. So when she's ready, God provides ways for Jane to continue to disconnect from whatever negativity is getting in the way. Swedenborg talked about purification processes in the spiritual world that he calls devastation. 
We talk about those more in our show, Spiritual Detoxing, if you want to check that out. After she goes through those processes, Jane can continue her journey with new clarity, and she's ready to enter heaven and start to explore the communities there. As Swedenborg writes about this, people who are released from spiritual devastation to the companionship of angels also change communities. And when they pass from one to another, they're sent on their way politely and with kindness. The process repeats itself until they finally arrive in a community of angels that harmonizes with their disposition for charity, devoutness, honesty, or genuine courtesy. The amazing thing is, there's a place in heaven where the deepest levels of Jane's heart and mind have already been residing. Her journey is actually just a process of peeling back the layers and finding the place that will feel completely like coming home because her heart has actually been there all along. After death, each of us is connected to a particular community and this is done as soon as we arrive in the spiritual world. In our first state as spirits though, we are unaware of this because at that point, we are still focused on what is external and not yet on what is internal. As long as we are in this state, we go here and there, wherever we feel like going. In actuality though, we are where our love is, that is, in the community of people who have the same kind of love we have. When we as spirits are in this state, we appear in many different places just as though we were physically present there. This is only the way it seems though, because as soon as the Lord brings us into our dominant love, we immediately vanish from the sight of others and find ourselves with kindred spirits in the community to which we have been connected. This is a unique feature of the spiritual world and bewilders people who do not understand its underlying cause. It's going to be an amazing feeling for Jane to get to her home in heaven because the people there, who are angels, remember, are going to feel like friends that she's always known, even if she never met them while she was on earth. And her house is going to completely reflect who she is as a person. It makes me think of... Oh, that's my mom calling. Better take it. Hey, mom, you been watching the show? I always watch my son's YouTube show. Thanks for the support, Mom. Uh, I love this subject. It's great how the internet lets us virtually gather together around a topic we're interested in, you and me and the rest of the audience. Yeah, and Swedenborg says that's how communities come together in the afterlife. They're drawn together by common feelings or interests. Yeah, so the people in Jane's heavenly community would be drawn together because they share core feelings and intentions, even though they each express them in a unique way. That's a cool way to say it. And Swedenborg actually wrote a little bit about that. We have this from Secrets of Heaven. Heaven consists of countless communities, distinct and separate from each other. Each community has an overall goodness that's distinct from the good quality of other communities, and each member of a community has a specific kind of goodness distinct from the good qualities of fellow members. Out of the good qualities of a community's members, qualities that are distinct and therefore different, but still compatible, arises a form that is called a heavenly form. Once in a community, everyone shares what he or she has with all the other members. Then the collective goodness is shared with other communities, which become the more common good. Love is the linking force. That mutual sharing sounds amazing. 
Yeah, and actually, here's something else about it. In a heavenly community, each member shares the good she or he has with all the other members, and everyone there shares with each individually. From this arises the good of all in general, or, in other words, an overall goodness. This goodness interacts with the overall goodness of other communities, which gives rise to a still more general goodness, and finally, to the most general goodness of all. That is how people share with one another in heaven, which is why they are unified, exactly like the organs, limbs, and viscera of the human body. Even though these are varied and dissimilar, they still exhibit unity by sharing in this way. Only love, which is a spiritual bond, makes this sharing of good qualities possible. The universal agent that forms and organizes everything in general and particular is divine goodness born of divine love from the Lord. Very cool. But how is Jane going to understand all the deep wisdom that the angels in this community have? Isn't there going to be so much that she doesn't know? It's no problem. Goodness from living a life of kindness and service makes a person able to absorb intelligence and wisdom from the other angels in the heavenly community that they join. Swedenborg describes this. There are spirits who had not been very clear-sighted when they lived as people in the world, but had led a life of love for their neighbor. And I have seen them taken up into angelic communities. They then possessed the same understanding and wisdom as the angels there. The good they possessed gave them the ability to receive every influence from the angelic communities they were in. And they commit it to life where it becomes useful activity. Okay, so Jane didn't need to learn or experience everything during this life on earth because once she's in that heavenly community, she can share knowledge and experience with others mind to mind. Right, it really sounds wonderful. Well, it was great talking to you. I'll let you get back to hosting and I'll get back to watching. Bye. Bye, Mom. Now, Jane started this journey while she was here on Earth, but the journey couldn't finish in this world. The final discovery of the community where her heart found its home had to happen after death. While on earth, our deeper motivations can be hidden. So sorting out what we care about the most after the end of our earthly life is what Swedenborg actually refers to as our own personal last judgment. And he writes about that in his book, Last Judgment. A last judgment, third time the charm, can take place only in the spiritual world, both because in that world, we are all an embodiment of the life that is within us. Mm and because we are surrounded there by people who have a similar life within them. Everyone is among kindred spirits. So you can sort of see it outside of yourself in that sense, as well as within yourself. Right. It is different in this earthly world where good and evil people can be together. Mm. We're proving that right now. We won't say who is who. Neither really knowing what the other is like. (laughs) Here we are not spontaneously sorted out according to our life's love. In fact, none of us can bring our earthly bodies with us into heaven or into hell. Mm. So in order for us to arrive at either destination, we need to shed our earthly bodies and after that, be judged in our spiritual bodies. 
That is why it is our spiritual self that is judged and not our earthly self. Mm. And I know that word judge has a lot of baggage. It can sound like something kind of scary, but with a Swedenborgian definition of it, is it really something to be afraid of? You know, I've come to think it really isn't. I think it's like the life review that near-death experienced people go through. Right. That judged is really referring there to the process of being able to clearly see what we care about most deeply and what we really want to focus on going forward from there. And any thought or feeling or attachment that we have that doesn't harmonize with what we find to be our core focus, we can let go of, we can, we can shed it. Yeah, it seems the way the Swedenborg describes the spiritual world, nothing is going to happen to us that's against our will. That's right. That in the end, wherever we go, we go willingly. Mm. And so we're going to go towards the spiritual home and the spiritual company that feels right. During earthly life, we move around a lot, making inner and outer changes, but there's a major part of our journey happening beyond what we can pick up with our earthly senses. The thoughts and feelings we go through activate different spiritual connections, strengthening or weakening bonds with spiritual companions, depending on how we react. Our inner journey is a gradual one, and it's interconnected with many other journeys. As the years go by, we make choices that are shaping who and where we want to be and who we want to hang out with, both physically and spiritually. The cycles of life lead us into those choices, and spiritual tools can help strengthen us on a good path. For instance, next time, we'll look into a specific prayer and how it can become a spiritual tool for us. After death, we'll continue our journey with greater clarity, moving toward the spiritual community that will feel completely like home. It really is true that home is where the heart is. We want the ideas and insights we cover to be available for free to anyone, anytime they need them. That's why we offer Swedenborg's books as free downloads on Swedenborg.com, and we share all the content on our Off the Left Eye YouTube channel with no paywall or ads. The only way to keep this up, though, is for those of you who like what we're doing and feel comfortable giving, to give. If the idea of helping others have easy access to the content we produce feels meaningful to you, please consider supporting this cause with a donation. You can go to otle.causevox.com and follow the prompts to give a one-time or recurring donation. We'd be honored to have you become part of our growing community of supporters who help these ideas reach and nourish thousands of people every week around the globe. Give if you can, receive if you need. If we cycle through this way, in the end, everybody wins.